yeah, I'm I'm not kidding when I say that when Lando came past in front of Verstappen, I was literally screaming like you would do it like a football match type thing. I was absolutely screaming um, like, come on, Lando, fucking come on. And um, there was a, a girl sat next to me who had also come on her own as well. I chatted to her a little bit and she was a Charles Leclerc fan. And obviously we all sat back down and I didn't film the, fir- the first lap where they came around because obviously I just wanted to experience it. And um, I glance like at my phone to uh, to check the live timings because I had the live timings up on my phone. Um, and obviously we had the big screens and there was a radio and stuff like that. But as I'm looking at my phone, I look to my left and the girl is messaging in like her family group chat. And all I see, because she had the text turned up massive as well. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? Like, clearly no privacy exists in your head. Um, but so she literally messaged like, oh my God, the crowd here love Lando, maybe a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> because I was screaming that loud. Like, this guy knows but, me. Like, to be fair, I saw, I saw a few, like, um, videos on YouTube, like crowd shots. And whenever Lando went past, it was just a huge scream. Those, those first applause. five laps were unbelievable. Um, and, like, when Verstappen got past, literally everyone was like, ugh. See, but then do also, now, do you now understand what I said in the last episode about crowd and being able to head a crowd? Yeah, like with Daniel Ricciardo, yay, Lewis yeah. Hamilton. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It really um, adds to it. It really does. Yeah, it really did. It, it made it more of an experience for for sure. And I think there are there are benefits and disadvantages, obviously, to going. Um, one thing I wish that I could have had was better phone connection. So I could have had the F1 TV stream up because the screen was just so far away. They have these big screens up, but they're so far away. It's almost pointless. Like, it's really pointless. They put it closer, they've just blocked the circuit. No, but they... uh, Yeah, anyway, I guess, like, it depends on where you're sat. But anyway, welcome to the 107 podcast, where today we're going to be chatting about... Uh, we're going to be chatting about um, the British Grand Prix. Uh, I was there on the ground. Ash was watching it on TV. Um, and just for the record, I this morning with my breakfast, finally flying back in from the UK, I watched the 30 minutes recap type thing because there was a lot on TV, which I which I missed. So that I could have a bit of a better overview of what happened during the race. Um, so, yeah. But would you like to start with quality? Yeah, we'll start with quality. We'll start with the Q1, and this is just getting a little bit too familiar now. Sergio Perez on Q1. Fumbled the bag again. Um, yeah. I think that I think that potentially he felt too s- safe with his well, lap initially. And uh, then... uh, the issue was he went out too early yeah. as the track was evolving and yeah. was just going faster and faster and faster. So yeah. I don't know whose fault that was if it was a team decision, Sergio's or anything like that. But I mean, once or twice, you can say, okay, they yeah. made a mistake, they got caught out. But again, Nico, it's yeah, again. again, like Nico Hulkenberg has reached key three more times than Sergio Perez. And some, something's not right there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was saying like, maybe he just needs a good run of results. I think maybe he just needs a summer break to come. As soon yeah, as possible. yeah, maybe. Um, so, but I think that, yeah, like Nico Hulkenberg, like I don't want to take away from Nico um, because especially I was joking with with um, Andy, the Hass 
team photographer i was joking with him that that, that Haas had made the perfect sprint race car <laughs> <laughs> because it does so well in sprint races and it does so well in quali but doesn't do so great in the race um because obviously it eats through its tires um but so they made the perfect like sprint race car it's just just something funny <laughs> um but yeah so so for me i think the the notable bits and pieces from quali other than perez um was that they the watching it in person how they deal with traffic when people are drunk going trying to go through on like proper laps and when you can actually see people charging their batteries getting ready for the for the next proper proper lap as well um and then also warming up their tires as well it just looks completely different in person as well um and also the sparks coming off of some of these cars as well when they're like like clipping the ground or something like that it's just ridiculous it's uh um yeah it's it's a lot more intense than than you would expect um and it was nice to finally see f1 cars go at full 100 percent on the limit pushing um like that close as well just yeah insane um but obviously do you i am the resident mclaren fan but do you want to explain why i was so happy the entire weekend i was gonna leave that to the end uh uh, maybe Maybe talk about how uh, Alex Albon made it into Q3. Mate, Alex, uh, phenomenal weekend. The whole weekend. He was on it the whole weekend in the practice sessions, in qualifying. He he is really doing bits with that Williams car. And <laughs> they've also bought some good upgrades because Logan Sargent was up there in mm. uh, 14th. I, I saw somebody jokingly say, honestly, at this point, give Charles a Williams to challenge it for the title in. <laughs> um, because that Williams just came out of nowhere. It also almost feels like that Fernando Alonso Aston Martin hype train is slowing down a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll touch on this later. But yeah. the Aston Martin, they, I mean, they said they just couldn't get the balance all weekend. And yeah. it's a car. Hungary, they'll probably be back up there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but Mercedes, you know, they were out-qualified by Ferrari. I know Ferrari mm. bought upgrade, but Mercedes' qualifying pace wasn't the best. In the race, it was a lot better. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was a really, really strange qualifying. Yeah, I think um, I think Mercedes are still trying to figure out those upgrades, though, right? Yeah, but so... it, it's strange that it does well, mm. and then they just seem, they've just dropped off. Like, there's no consistency kind of yeah. thing. So, hey, yeah, we've got a good platform. We can get better. We can get better. It's like okay, it does work. It doesn't work. It's a tad odd. Yeah, it see, it seems to just go down to the concept of the car. It's like we can bring these upgrades, but the concept of the car, we don't know when it works and mm. when it doesn't. So I can see that causing some frustration. But their race yeah. pace was a lot better. Um, obviously, Max put it on pole. That's just that's just like normal, as normal as the air we breathe. The but, uh, the noise from the crowd when okay. Lando put it on pole was unbelievable um i jumped up out of my seat i'm not even kidding but i so did a hundred other people around me um and then as soon as max put it on pole again everyone was like ah (laughs) but then also you had like ah coming from most people and then you had little pockets of verstappen fans going yeah and i was like no (laughs) just please let it be I, i don't know if you saw on the screen also but his sector two was yellow so it wasn't even was it yeah, it wasn't Jesus. even a PB sector two. So there was a glimmer of hope that Lando could have had it on pole. I think it's uh, also sector two um, 
is is where McLaren were the fastest all weekend. Like they consistently had really, really fast sector two times. So, but um, yeah, those upgrades, the second set of upgrades that they bought for Silverstone have really done. I, I said I've said this throughout previous podcasts. I don't think the car is as bad as people made it out to be. It was they were just unlucky. It wasn't as quick. I'll admit that, but it, they were unlucky in a lot of situations. So I think you need to put think, your tinfoil hat on because I have a theory. Okay, but I think they did have a decent enough car, mm. and they've had a you know good run of weekends, and these upgrades are working well. And it'll be interesting to see if they don't follow the Mercedes path and they're just consistently quick now and see yeah. what the upgrades do for for Hungary because that's the last twenty five percent they're getting. Mm. Um, and they'll probably have some more post-summer break. But. So uh, just as well, uh, Lando had a slightly different, slightly better upgraded front wing compared to Oscar this weekend. So yep. just bear that in mind the entire time. Because Oscar, by the way, who is still a rookie. Um, I Again, I said this. In, I'm unbelievable. Gonna toot, I'm going to toot my own horn here. I said he is doing very well for a rookie. Honestly, very rookie well. of the year. Easy. Yeah. Easy, so easy top, easy top three. Sixteen, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, easily rookie of the year. Well, it was an easy uh, top three. <laughs> easy top three, uh, and then Perez sixteenth. Um, yes, uh, but so I, I, I think that Oscar did a phenomenal job, and the longer the season's going on, the more and more I'm really starting to like him. Um, I like, I, so he's just I, I commented, funny. He's uh, like, the- but like. In like a, a slightly odd way, he's re- he seems really genuine and really down to earth well, as well. I commented on the Instagram post. Mm. I think we, we just haven't seen much of his personality yet because no. he's not been on Drive to Survive as much as the other. And he's new and yeah. you know, he's probably just got to come out of his shell a little bit. But yeah. you know, I, I think he will. And Above all, forgetting personality and all that because... This is maybe I'll call it Daniel Ricciardo syndrome. You've got to be mm. a quick driver. and he, But he is just, quick. He's backing it up. Yeah, you got to be a quick driver. You can be like the funniest, the most charismatic, but if you're not good on track, it's. it's I I think that if he had that upgraded front wing and had that little bit more pace, because you could see the difference dropping off between Lando and um, and Oscar. I think if he'd have had the upgraded front wing, I reckon he could have taken Verstappen going into um, going into. Is it Brooklands? Where is it? Sorry, I'm 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 completely fluffing up the corner. But the big like rounded corner. Oh my god, what the hell is it called? But I reckon he could have taken Verstappen on the first lap, because like, he had he had enough speed. Um, Luffield into Brooklands and Luffield. Do you not remember? Oscar was very nearly going around the outside. Yeah. Like I reckon, um, I reckon he could have taken it, especially because at the beginning of the race. Um, I know we're getting ahead of, ahead of ourselves because we were sort of talking about quality. Um, but at the beginning of the race, I think that Oscar was quicker off the line and faster to 200 kilometers. He, he was quicker off the line. He but was. He, he, he was just, challenging There was Lando. just no room. There was no room yeah. for him to go. So he had a phenomenal start. And, and Verstappen just didn't have a good start at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, absolutely insane. But So I have a theory about these McLarens. Um, and this is what I said. You need to get, you need to grab your tinfoil hat. This is tinfoil hat time. So I believe, and again, this is based on nothing. By the way, this is just based on me reading between the lines and also taking in the information that we really had. Right? I believe the end of last season, a bit slash like during uh, the the end of um, like the winter break, they've gone. Look, there's only so much further that we can push this car. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to make some slightly teeny little changes to this car to see what we can do, like very easy fixes type thing for the beginning of the season. And we're going to rework our car completely with a different ethos, which is already what they said publicly is what they were going to do, right? But then during the season, they've looked at other cars and they've looked at what the other cars have been doing developmental-wise. And essentially, they've saved money not developing their car so much over the winter and fully aiming on all of these big upgrades as and when they can bring them all one, as one, as much as they can, harmoniously. I think the only reason why that they haven't brought all of the upgrades into one race like they did this week is purely because... The time it takes to build these specific pieces and also because you don't want to upgrade the whole car and not have it work seamlessly with each other. Whereas if they can slowly build on top of it, it makes it better. Uh, and I owe, I will hold my hands up and say, I apologize, <laughs> Mick Hakkinen, because you absolutely nailed it in saying, I think the McLarens are going to challenge the Red Bulls for pace because they absolutely did. Um, and so that McLaren is an absolute rocket. Like it, it just is now after these upgrades, I think McLaren have been very, very clever. They've bided their time. They've looked at what works and what doesn't work and slowly maybe adapted what upgrades they have brought to the table and then brought an absolute rocket ship. They've taken maybe inspiration from other, other cars and like watched, watched the the different developmental upgrades and stuff like that and also they had the whole of last season as well to watch these things happen too and then just brought it all within a couple of races um however i think there's a problem with the car because you saw this all from watching it live <laughs> yeah so i i think there is a problem with the car purely because why on earth during the race would you pit to hards and not softs when george russell showed that the softs can last a hell of a long time. So either McLaren knows something that we don't know, that they're, they're trying to hide their pace, their true pace for Hungary next, uh, not next week, the week after. That doesn't make any or sense because if they, it's a safety car, they could have challenged Verstappen. If they, yeah. Or that thing eats through tires like a has. Though well, that's that would that would. Uh, that would uh, lay cadence to their qualifying performance mm. so yeah it when that happened like, oh we'll I th touch I th more on the race, i think it's it was a strange thing. decision strange decision when I yeah I, it was a strange decision we'll, we'll get on to the we'll get on to the race in a minute but i think that i think that that's more than likely what it is these upgrades eat through tires well because they, but I'm only saying that purely because they haven't fine-tuned them all properly yet. I think that's why. I think they'll slowly work out what they need to do and not do. Yeah, it's only been one race. Uh, True. Hungary is a completely different track, a lot mm. more twisty, slower yeah. corners. So we'll see how it works. And they've got more upgrades to bring. And maybe there's True. upgrades if your theory is correct around tire wear. Yeah, could aid with that, but. Moving on to the race, again, mm. we'll start towards the bottom. The key things, uh, both Alpines, DNF'd, which means McLaren are now ahead of them in the Constructors' yeah. Championship. Q Alonso smiling. Uh, <laughs> the, one of the best um, things to come out of this race, right, was at the end when Oscar's being interviewed about how like his, his move to McLaren's gone. 
Alonso overhears him behind him and yeah, all he's yeah. doing is smiling straight down the camera and you can just see his shit-eating grin of just being like, I caused this. This was me. I did this. And it's no, perfect. Seb caused it. Seb caused it. Well, yeah, I, yeah, you can argue, you can like, argue he's Seb like, caused look, it. He's like, McLaren and Al- above Alpine, Aston are above Alpine. He's mm. just like, yeah, I made the right yeah. decision for once. Yeah, um, yeah so yeah, both Alpines are now a certain Kevin Magnussen went out i wonder mm. why that could have happened maybe someone's aura was close to his i car promise you i didn't i i did touch his car something. and it was technically the only car i touched but i literally uh, i booped the side pod i i literally because i obviously i don't want to get in trouble i'm not getting in yeah. trouble for booping a side pod um <laughs> so for those of you who don't know i had a paddock pass for thursday and if you want to find out more about that, if you haven't just already come from that previous episode, you can go ahead and watch the previous episode um, and hear all about my experience. And, and how he ruined Kevin Magnuson's And how day. I ruined Kevin Magnuson's day. Yeah. Um, well, actually, um, it wasn't even day. It was weekend. <laughs> I ruined his weekend. Um, I think the next key thing we'll go on to, because um, we've got quite a lot to talk about, actually, oh, yeah, outside yeah. of the race was Williams. Logan mm-hmm. Sargent almost got his point. Almost got his point. They're coming. He was then 11th. And Alexander Albon was just tearing through um, that after the safety car restart. What a... Uh, you know what? It, it, it can go two ways against Max Verstappen, right? And we saw with Pierre Gasly mm. that he went up against him, just wasn't unhappy, was unhappy for a lot of reasons, went back into the Alpha Tauri and did well. But... He's kind of just leveled out, right? And I'm yeah. a Pierre Gasly fan. I think he's a good he's a good racer. I think the fact that Alex Albon, when he came up against Max, a similar thing happened. But Red Bull said, "No, we still want to keep you on as a development driver." Yeah, has gone to Williams and showed, like, you know what? He's got pace, and maybe that move was too early, <clears throat> maybe not. But he's definitely shown that in the right car, he can really be consistently challenging. Yeah, I think, and I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for it as well. I think I have to, I again, I've already apologized to Mika Hakenham, but I have to kind of apologize to Albon because I didn't think he was good enough. Um, and I didn't think he was, yeah, and I'm glad he's proved me wrong. Yeah, I think that there's a reason why um, not only did he go to Williams and he des- deserved the seat, but I think there's a reason why Red Bull kept him around as well. And there must have been yeah. some sort of promise, but I mean, like show, showing in him. Um, it could have just been that, like I said, that promotion to Red Bull was too early. Um, and you're up against Max as well. And you're up against Max. You're always going to lose, let's be honest. Um, but I and I, I do potentially see some, uh, some chance of that situation happening, happening, bleh, happening again um, with a certain F2 driver, Oliver Behrman. I can potentially see him coming up too fast too soon as well um but we can we can talk about f2 and f3 once the once once we've finished chatting about the race itself uh the the f1 race itself um but it was just something i wanted yeah. to bring up um <clears throat> yeah and he was just behind the team that went backwards which was ferrari yep. i know carlos was it was kind of like a um what happened with carlos well, was the opposite of last year he was on the hard tires um and charles leclerc went onto the soft tires so he, he but he just back. had like a lap where he just fell apart. Um, yeah. He got well, taken by like four Ferrari different cars just... and then made back two of them. Yeah, but he was on the harder tyres, that's yeah. why. And they, the Ferraris went backwards, so 
the qualifying pace is okay, but the race pace, I don't know why. They mm. just they just went backwards, which is yeah, Ferrari are just confusing. <laughs> they really are confusing. Yeah. Um, um I did, however, get to watch Carlos overtake, I think it was I think it was Pierre at that point. Um uh up the inside of cops. I watched that overtake. That was such a good overtake. That was that took balls to do that. <laughs> Um, yeah, really, really nice line by Carlos and just absolutely sent it. Yeah. Um, a team that's also going backwards is Aston Martin. Mm. Wasn't really there in qualifying. Um, wasn't really there in the race. He couldn't challenge the Mercs. And I honestly think maybe a couple more laps and Alex would have got him as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think Alex was, was unlucky. Um, yeah, it, it was a fight with the Ferraris that gave Fernando that chance because he was fighting Leclerc and holding off signs and then yeah. holding off Leclerc. Um, once he managed Leclerc, he only had a couple of laps to to go after Fernando. So yeah, but the Aston Martins, considering how well they started the season, and you know they've said like you know it's there's still a lot of work to be done on the car and it's more of a Monaco car as opposed to a Silverstone car. Yeah, but let's be yeah. honest. Alonso didn't do as well as expected. I think Stroll performed as per usual. He finished fourteenth. Yeah, and he had a bit of a clash with Pierre Gasly. And... Yeah, I think I think Stroll did as expected. I, I mean, I don't to think. To be honest, he, I, I would say slightly... that Fernando got the most out of that car. Yeah, um, I, I think Fernando actually... managing six championship points is pretty good. Um, yeah. And I actually, considering where they are in the drivers' championship as well. I can actually see a little bit of a a little bit of a battle going on between Alonso and Hamilton in the drivers. So Alonso's that's, that's a real championship. I th- honestly, <laughs> I think I think this is going to be more interesting than them trying to catch Perez um, because Alonso has 137 points after the British Grand Prix and Hamilton has 121. And obviously, Hamilton outscored Alonso. Um, with Hamilton picking up 15 points and Alonso picking up six. So he's making strides towards it. And I think that's actually going to be a really good battle for who ends up P3 in the in the, in the drivers. So I think we should pay attention to that genuinely because that's a really interesting little battle between the uh, the two ex-teammates. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. But yeah, I think Alonso did what he can, but mm. he, he mentioned that the car, the balance just wasn't there. It's yeah. not suited. We'll, we'll probably see a stronger performance in Hungary and... You know, like you say in every podcast episode, if there's going to be a surprise winner, it's going to be Hungary. So there's going to be a surprise winner. It's going to happen. Hopefully, in that will uh, just uh, bring back El Plan if he if he gets uh, a win there. Sergio made his way through the grid in what is the fastest car, but really shouldn't be doing that. He should yeah. be P two. Yeah. Um, so Mercedes finished P six. Yeah, he was P6. Yeah. Um, Mercedes were P3 and P5, Hamilton and Russell respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, their race pace was really good. I think Russell yeah. did really well to make the Red Bull tyres last as long as he did. And um, Hamilton managed to jump Oscar in the safety car window. Well, so unlucky. Can we just stop right there? Because would you like to tell... Uh, viewers who have always mm. seen the race already know what caused the virtual safety car or and then safety car uh, i don't know what you're talking about i didn't yeah. see this i it happened underneath a bridge that i couldn't see 
Really? Um, Did you not see it on the big screen? Did they no, not show you what I, car I may, it came I may, out? I may not Which meant the virtual safety car came out? Which I, meant I, the safety car came I'm out? Not... Which meant Hamilton jumped a certain Australian McLaren driver? Which meant he couldn't get on the podium in his rookie season? There's always Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I could literally smell his car <laughs> you, burning. You ruined Oscar's chance at a podium. <laughs> I, I, Oscar, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I'll make it up to you. I'll, I don't know. I'll but, um, not come yeah, to the race. Uh, Matt, uh, Max P1, um, Hamilton and Lando had a really, really good battle. Mm. And I think now the talking point is, and it, and it proved, because I was in, when I was watching it, I thought, this is not the right decision. Of the McLarens going on to hard, so mm. you know, I, was, I know you said your theory, but they made it work. They they made it work, and I was like, no way. I thought Hamilton yeah. was going to breeze past him. He was going to take P two, so and Lando and Oscar would do three and four. But so yeah, I think Piastri was super unlucky pitting when he did pit because obviously he lost yeah. that because of the safety car and the virtual safety car. I think had it not gone virtual safety car. Um, and gone straight into safety car or it had stayed as virtual safety car for a bit longer i think that would have made a little bit of a difference um but i'm not entirely sure or maybe if you know kevin had broken down on the national pit straight (laughs) where i was sat and not and not um on the um not on the hamilton straight um but not on the um the the wellington straight um but yeah so i I think it was very unlucky, but that, like I said, that McLaren just looks absolutely unreal. It just, it just does. Um, but so obviously, with after the after the safety car restart, you had Hamilton sat behind Norris and uh, Russell sat behind Piastri. Um, but for every single corner where Hamilton on the softs and Russell was on the medium, am I right? I think he was uh, on the medium. Yeah, he he went soft to yeah. medium. Um, I for every single corner that ne- like neither of the Mercedes drivers made a move, that hard tire got better and better. So, and I remember saying to myself, so long as Lando stays in front for a lap, yeah. um, by the time he gets back round to going through uh, Maggots and Beckett's, um, is it Maggots and Beckett's? Yeah, by the time he gets through Maggots and Beckett's and Chapel, so those those three windy corners, um, Hamilton won't be able to get him, essentially, uh, because that McLaren was so quick through those three corners. Um, and lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Well, and also when they had the um, drag race, I think it was up to cops. Mm. Uh, Hamilton just couldn't get past the Mercedes, which was draggy compared to the yeah, McLaren. Couldn't get past. So he, um, he did have that straight line speed. Like I said as well, as well. that like. Lando had had the chance to get those to get those tires warm, um, yeah. and I think that if Piastri had had those upgrades, I think he probably could have caught the back of that Hamilton Norris pack and potentially even taken Hamilton. Yeah, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. We will have to we'll wait, have to and, wait see. and see. But overall, um, um, it was a good race. Mm. Good to see the McLarens up there. Yeah. Lots of battles and lots of disappointments. But you know, a completely different track next week in Hungary, and uh, we'll preview that in in an episode. But I would like to announce some breaking news. Oh, God. So do you remember before we um, went on to this podcast? Oh, no. Had, Has it happened? 
It has now been confirmed that Daniel Ricardo is replacing Nick DeVries at AlphaTauri. This feels official. like a fever dream. No it's way. It's official. I have to check. I'm, I'm checking. I'm checking. Check I'm it. Check. It's, it's official. Checking. I'm looking at it right now. We, we are, are checking. checking. We are checking. Hold we on. Are we are checking. checking. <laughs> it is official. Uh, AlphaTauri Alpha F1. No way! I'm looking <laughs> at the picture of Daniel Ricciardo! Wow! Yeah. Oh, mate, that is absolutely brilliant. Do you want to go to Budapest and watch Daniel? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go right now. Oh, uh, that is... Yeah, it is It is official. Nick DeVries is no longer with AlphaTauri, and Daniel Ricciardo is replacing him. Took him long enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I, I, the funny thing was, right... So it kind of happened in two stages. I was mm. reading Formula One news in the morning to like yeah. prep for the podcast. And I think it was, see, what's his name? Antonio Felix da Costa. Is that his name? Or Felix da Costa? No idea. He was saying that um, something that's not actually being said is, um, what's his name? Uh, Nick DeVries is actually getting closer to Yuki in terms of overall pace, mm. right? He's getting closer to it. So I was like, okay, maybe, you know, he's seen that. We'll give him a chance, you know, a couple more races. Mm. And then before we came on, you said there's rumors mm. that Daniel Ricciardo can replace well, Terry him. reported on it. And I was like, yeah. Terry wouldn't report it. <laughs> like Terry, uh, F1 Coffee Corner. Terry wouldn't report it if there wasn't an ounce of truth to it. Terry yeah. is my go-to source for Formula <laughs> 1 uh, uh, news. And so and I then, saw him and I was like, oh, maybe. Yeah. And then as you were talking, I was like, there's so many rumors now. They can't just let it go on for no. ages. They have to. They have to confirm it, and literally, this is five minutes ago that they have confirmed that. What Daniel a time Ricardo to record this! What I a know. time! You got a live so, reaction from both of us on that I news. Know. That's Daniel wild. Ricardo is back, baby. Oh, thank God! I'm kind of gutted it didn't happen like previous race, so I could could have watched him. But oh uh, my God! But that is so so interesting because there's a lot of things you can read so, into that. I mean, one of the things, the first thing that came to my head is, are they giving him six months to get up to speed to replace Sergio Perez? That's exactly my thought as well. <laughs> I, why not? Because so, so here's the interesting thing as well. So obviously Daniel Ricciardo is the test and reserve, or was the test and reserve driver for Red Bull. I don't know if he still is, because I know that Red Bull have Liam Lawson still knocking around, don't they? He, he'll um, probably do something like to your... Yeah, so he would he would be the test and reserve driver for George Russell when he was at Williams. Yeah, exactly. Um, But what I'm imagining here is that at any point, because Red Bull obviously they own all four seats within the two teams, they can demote technically demote Checo at any given point, technically on a technicality. So it could even be that if. If they get to the end of the season, they go, oh my God, Danny has done really well in that Alpha Towery. Let's put him in and get rid of Checo, right? And Checo goes, well, hold on a minute, I've still got a year's left on my contract because I think he still has a year after this, right? I think so, yeah. Um, so he's like, hold on a minute, I still have a year out on my contract. So either they can buy him out or they can just demote him. Either way, I think if Danny Ricardo delivers, I think he's, I, I think he's gone. I think, I think that, that Checo's out. Mental, absolutely. But the the other thing it was was um, I believe on a podcast, Helmut Marco said um, he wanted Nick DeVries in, mm. and Horner said no. no I said no. You know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and Horner has been proved right this entire time, and 
it's yeah. really got to helmet and now you see helmet yeah. basically Nick's not good enough he's not good enough um that's probably played a part but yeah this this opens up so 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 many theories mm. you know you know does he replace Perez are they thinking actually you know what we want Alpha Tauri to be its own team to be a challenger as well Daniel Ricciardo could be the best driver for that so could they also be using Daniel Ricciardo to boost the stock, let's say, or boost the reputation of AlphaTauri? Fucking hell. Of well, Alpha they're changing Tauri. their name, aren't they? They're changing their name, aren't they? They're changing the name, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe they sell off part of the team to Andretti. <laughs> Can we like go one time without you mentioning Andretti? I'm, I just really want to see Andretti, but think about it this um, way, right? I don't, if you're, I don't if, think so as of yet because Daniel's previous performances have not been good enough in the McLaren. True. So while, while marketing sense, he makes sense, mm. right? You know, a lot of people love him. Yeah, he's great at the camera. He's charismatic. He needs to deliver results, and if he does deliver results, it could go that way. It was like, hey, we boosted the stock of this uh, Alpha Tauri team. With Daniel coming in, uh, also I I think Daniel and Yuki are going to be an oh, amazing. That's going to be so good. That's going to be <laughs> if, so if, good. If you haven't seen um, the video of in Miami. Max and Yuki, no, no, Max and Yuki monster truck racing, please watch it because Max literally goes at the start. Uh, I'm Max Verstappen. I'm here with Formula One shortest driver. Yuki's like, that's not true. <laughs> the way he says it is absolutely brilliant. Yuki, uh, but brilliant. I think. Love Yuki. Yuki, Yuki has just... such a good chemistry with Pierre, and yeah. had such a good chemistry with um, with Danny. He's got good by the chemistry with as well. uh, Max as well. Yeah. So I think yeah, I, I think, think Max Yuki, really yeah. likes Yuki. I, that, oh, yeah, that's the I vibe I get from the two of them. Um, it's also very interesting that 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 uh, monster truck thing. They didn't have Sergio there or Nick. I thought that was quite interesting. I think that showed you already long-term red bull are looking at these two yeah definitely I, I ge- um, and especially with with um with yuki like and honda coming back in for aston martin as of 2026 as an engine supplier slash provider um i think that it's also maybe red bull trying to suck up to yuki a little bit to keep him because i know for a fact that because yuki's a honda back driver he might get snatched away from them to aston martin i think there could also be a little bit of a long play in that as well but that, again this is very tinfoil hat yeah, yeah i mean what's formula one without tinfoil hats right so technically does that mean silly season silly se- yeah that's what i was just thinking <laughs> silly season is here silly season has started oh and, and we're all for it the rumors are brilliant absolutely phenomenal but, yeah um, danny ricardo is back um can i talk about a pet peeve that i had during silverstone yes please feel free these celebrities on the grid oh right? yes that's a good I'm, I'm, i don't mind celebrities being on the grid some mm. of them are true fans some of yeah. them are there for like marketing promotional material and then mm. if you get the chance to go yeah do it i do find it annoying that they seem to be taking over a a little bit so there's a whole cara delavine thing where so and thanks to terry shout out to terry again because terry has clarified this rule if you are on the grid you don't have to be interviewed so there was a lot of miscommunication going on thinking that if you're on the grid you have to speak to martin you're just not allowed security on the grid right and you don't really need that on a formula one grid but i think if you're there just say a few words yeah because you're you're a guest of the team 
if you're a celebrity, you're probably promoting something or promoting the yeah. team. Just put yourself on camera a little bit more. I think talk about she, it. If she, even if she's like, look, she's like, I'm coaching you. Don't know what's going on, but it's like a great experience. Really enjoying it. Would love to see. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Don't be like, oh, I can't hear you or or anything like that. You know, there's millions of people that love to be where you yeah. you are kind of how so yeah the second one is cutting to these celebrities during the race if you want to uh, do it yeah like before the race after race, that's fine so there's a i think i'm probably wrong but i'm just going to say it anyway there was a battle between lando and hamilton happening and they just cut to shakira randomly for an annoyingly long amount of time it's like I know people know who she, she's not doing anything. She was literally talking to someone. So she wasn't even watching the race. And like, that's just ridiculous, right? I'm here to watch the race. Everyone's here to watch race. You don't need to randomly cut to a celebrity yeah. during the race. If you want to do it after, before, that's fine. Or during a but, safety car. No, no, like, no. If there's nothing. The race is the race. That's sacred. No, keep, keep I think I think if there's if there's literally nothing going on, they're waiting for uh they're waiting for the safety car to come in, or they're like cleaning up an accident or whatever. I'm I'm happy for you to cut. Nah, if the safety car's if you out, really want you, you to. still you can. The only time I would say it's appropriate, maybe during a red flag, and it's like 15 minutes to race start. Then mm. yeah, maybe cut to a few celebrities and. Or cut to them if they're doing something. Like, do you remember the Rowan Atkinson reaction? I think when yeah. Lewis and Felipe came together. I think yeah. it was that India or something like that. Okay, fair enough. Do that. That's kind of good. Don't just do mm. it. It's like she's just talking to someone, and you know, it's just uh, uh, it's, it really, it really just. Uh, I, was like, I wouldn't even mind if the race was kind of boring. I was like, okay, but it was a really exciting point. It was race. a great race. Yeah. Do not cut that. So. Yeah, extremely annoying, extremely annoying. And I hope they don't do that again in the future. But, you know. I mean, you know they will. I don't, I don't hold my breath. They do it every week. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess the big news um, that we can talk about is Apex Racing. Yep. So um, they did a lot of filming. So they had the drivers. Uh, well, they had Brad Pitt and Dunge and Idris walk out with the drivers. They had Should the we maybe explain drivers. what the hell Apex Racing is? No, people should just know. Okay, so <laughs> okay. I'm going to very quickly um, explain anyway. So essentially, yeah. Apple are making a film about Formula One. Uh, it's going to be on Apple TV, and Damson Idris and um, Brad Pitt are the main two stars. Um, and the reason why I said let me explain is because I know, I know sort of what the storyline is going to be. Uh, so, are, you, are you allowed to say this? or you're So not it was in an interview with Martin Brundle. It was public. I'm allowed to <laughs> yeah. say this. Um, so essentially, um, Brad Pitt's character, I can't remember his name, um, but he was a... Sonny. Sonny. He, yeah. Sonny Hayes, or Haynes, Hayes, whatever. Uh, but Sonny was a driver at the same time as Martin Brundle. And he had a horrific crash and then essentially goes off to drive in other... Um, other bits and pieces so he series, does like other series. series so he does like gt cars or whatever it is um and then one of his friends is the owner of apx racing or apex racing um, played by javier Bardem. yes and he essentially says look we haven't scored a point in formula one we we haven't even scored a point why don't you come back and drive for us and just give it a go type thing as a personal favor slash, you know, we'll pay you big bucks. Is it type also thing. to mentor Damson Idris's character? And it is also because he will be put alongside Damson Idris, who will be the rookie, essentially. He will be a rookie during this, um, during the season. And I believe it's at the, it's set to like at the start of the season type thing. 
Um, but so they were filming in modified F2 cars with F1 styling. Um, and they were filming on track, never at the same time as any other drivers, um, even though supposedly, I be- and I believe Kim Ilman was spreading a little bit of fake news around potentially them leading out the cars um, during the... Um, uh, during the formation lap and stuff like that, but essentially they were never on track at the same time as anyone else. I saw them driving around a couple of times, and it was really, really cool to see thought, them driving I around. They were on the formation lap. They were at the back of the grid. So their cars were at the back of the grid while they were doing the grid setup and stuff like that, but they were never driving in the cars at the same time. Okay, okay. So the cars were at the back of the grid, and then when the Formula One cars went off, they just took their Apex racing cars away. As far as I'm aware, that's exactly okay. what happened. Or they took them off like five minutes before type thing, like they wheeled them back. No, no, no. They were still there when Lando and Max went off. So basically, um, there's a post, I'll send it to you, okay. where Formula One broadcasting very specifically focused on certain cars and had certain angles, so you didn't see... Apex racing cars at the back of the grid. Okay, because I was going to say, I I was at the race, so I wasn't watching the stream or anything like that. Um, So I I might not have been privy to this information. But as far as I'm aware, they were never actively driving at the same time as any other drivers on track. Um, And they were driving in between sessions. So essentially, the whole of the Silverstone Grand Prix um, track became a filming location as well during this weekend. So they did some some pit lane grid walks and they did some uh, grid walks um, just before the Grand Prix started as well. So I believe Carlos Sainz will have a little bit of a cameo in it as well, uh, which is really cool um and i think martin brundle also offered to do a cameo as well and actually like appear in the in the film as well which I know is pretty he, cool. it, brad mentioned it in the interview that yeah we should have you so if that's yeah and martin brundle said yes so okay. we could potentially see martin brundle in this film as well as an actual character um which could be that's very cool. cool um like even if it's no, literally i think just, they should just make him he should play himself that i think martin brundle should play himself and he should interview sunny and say i remember when we were racing type thing and yeah, that's yeah. the way they can play into it like it was amazing seeing you and like maybe martin brundle could be like the host of his comeback announcement type thing that would be something really cool and i think they're also going to be working with sky sports to provide like authentic coverage and obviously lewis hamilton is a executive producer for for the um for the film and they're also being helped out by the mercedes team as well um but yeah so they were they were there uh, as the 11th team um for this for this weekend's like grand prix and it was super interesting having them there i really and en- i really enjoyed sort of seeing them pop up every now and again and stuff like that it was just fun um but i don't know what other races they're going to be filming at this season i don't know i've got no idea okay yeah no i'm looking forward to it and if it's anything similar to rush mm. um, i think we're in for a good week i think brad's uh, a really good actor Davison Idris is a great actor. If you've not yeah. seen Snowfall, that's what kind of shot him to stardom. Mm. And I would recommend watching that TV show. But yeah, um, yeah so I'm looking forward to it. The, the one thing that worries me slightly about this film, um, and I think, I think the film is going to be brilliant, um, but the one thing is, is that Lewis has apparently been working quite heavily on this as an executive producer to get the feel right. 
Um, and I think there's a fine line between getting the feel right and also ruining the perspective, if that makes sense. Because if they're so focused so much on the details, they might forget about the whole cinema of it all type thing. That's my only worry. But other than that, I think it's going to be great. But I, I, I believe I in these in this team. I, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. They've got someone inexperienced. So, yeah. I don't know who's directing, but they've got someone experienced with Brad Pitt. I don't so know who's directing he, he, he either. Know, he knows how to make a film, so... I know they'll make sure that anything like that won't happen. But um, yeah, the um, the uh, the the film hasn't even been given a title yet. Yeah, I wonder what they'll call it. No idea. Should we come up with a title? What Should would you call it? Instant, what would I? Call what would it? you call this? Drive, drive to survive. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious <laughs> if they called it Drive to Survive. <laughs> no, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Spygate. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know what would you call it Ooh. i don't i genuinely i don't know what you would call this film i've put you I on know. the spot haven't i you put me on the spot the thing is i keep thinking about the 2007 season because mm. that's like, that's i think where some of the inspiration has come from yeah you've got the young rookie lewis hamilton you've got the, you've got the vet <laughs> fernando alonso yeah you know, I'm pretty sure during the film they're going to clash, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Play. They're going to, yeah. What was that uh, um, film with uh, Sylvester Stallone called? He he did like a racing film. Did he? Yeah. It, it, it's so over the top, it's funny. Oh, God. Uh, it was called Driven. Uh, right. Really? I've not heard of this. Yeah, it's called Driven. It's very OTT. Mm. Very OTT. Uh, but, what oh man that's because Ru rush was the uh louder and hunt film yeah. So, yeah what would you what title would you give it it's a really difficult question isn't it I don't know. let's put it on the instagram and let's yeah let's see let's see what uh what people come up with um but like we've had think about it like this we've had stuff like ea sports have called something called breaking point which is like the story mode within the uh, right. breaking point would have been quite good actually yeah I, th I think the Apex has to feature somewhere in the title, right? I quite liked Apex. I think Apex. Good, just I thought just they wouldn't, Apex. I thought they wouldn't do it since the, the team is called Apex Racing. So. Yeah, but I, I still think just yeah. Apex. I think just Apex is, is fine. I can't think of much else, but I, I genuinely, I think if they were just call, to call it Apex... Or hitting apex the apex or something like that. Yeah. But just apex is fine. No, no, hitting the apex, no, no, don't do that. I think, like I said, apex is fine. If you were to call it a apex, I would have zero zero issues with that. I think apex would be good. Yeah, honestly, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything. But uh, maybe something will come to me when we put it out in the socials. But mm. it's, uh, I mean, there yeah. is obviously the 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 rookie versus the vet type storyline as well. So maybe there's some sort of play in that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think that's actually the plot of Driven as well. They've got like a oh, young rookie okay. hot head driver, and they bring back Sylvester Stallone. Something. Mm. Like that. I, need to, I saw the film ages ago. I need to. Uh, mm. I need to like refresh my memory. But uh, yeah. Or a box, box, box. <laughs> Brad, yeah. Pitt. Brad Pitt and boxes. You know? 
Um, so the, 107, uh, they could call it 107. They could call it 107. <laughs> yeah, or it's like they could. They obviously, if the team is pointless, they could just call it pointless. Nah, that's just <laughs> no. Anyway, shall we move? Anyway, on? yeah, should we wrap it up? Um, no, hold no, on a minute. I uh, I have something else booked in our calendar. Speaking of calendars, uh, the 2024 calendar. <laughs> oh, I the 2024 we about- calendar is here. I thought we were going to talk about that in the Hungary episode. But oh, yeah, we, we might as well talk about it, about it now. Um, okay. If you okay. if you don't know, if you live under a fucking rock, the new F1 2024 season calendar is here. Wow. It is. It's and a calendar. It's made more sustainable. Yes. So they've made it more sustainable um, in terms of the freight and shipping everything around, but I don't think they've made it entirely as sustainable for obviously personnel going to and from uh, going to so and from it, the, the races. It, it's, it's kind of like a beginning and a middle and an end. So the beginning are kind of like the flyaways, your Asia yeah. and uh, Middle East races. Then they spend the middle in Europe and then they go over to the Americas before finishing back in the Middle East. So, so very nearly like my idea. Continue. Oh, oh, oh please do not bring Shut up. Shut up. It's a great idea. <laughs> Continental Championship. Okay. So we start off in Bahrain, which is fine. Head over to Saudi Arabia, which, okay. And then Australia. And then this yeah. is the first big change. We go to Japan. Yeah. I love the idea of Japan at the beginning of the I, season. You know what? I would like Japan at the start of the season. I think it's yeah. really good. It's a very good track to see mm. really kind of set the pace for where the cars are. Yeah. And, and I think Japan even... So it's switching from September, October time to uh, late March, early April time. Um, April and, the 5th. Yeah. It's April the 5th great. is actually when it's... a 5th to the 7th um so i i think that the weather will actually stay pretty similar so we could see some some changing weather conditions as well which keeps it very interesting no no that's good um but also for us Mm. and probably maybe like the majority of formula one fans it's going to be two races with early starts that's fine australia and then you got japan i don't mind so if you love your sleep those two race weekends uh will might, might mess that up for you so before we go further into the calendar before i completely forget that's not the only big change coming is it because we do have some races happening on saturdays now yes due to i believe ramadan is yeah it ramadan? due to ramadan so- some of the some of the races will be held on saturday Okay, that's which gonna be interesting, I am actually. more than happy to have that changed up. I've got no bring issues with that forward. whatsoever. Yeah, bring so it a day is, forward. It's a whole weekend moved backwards, do we know? Yes. So is it like Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Or is it I, kind of condensed? So I believe Saturday? Saudi Arabia is one of the... Well, oh, I can, I can just look at the dates, right? So it's March 7th to March 9th um, next so, year. March 7th to March 9th it goes from a yeah, Thursday through the, to a Saturday. Yeah. Right. So they've moved it. Like, so, yeah. Once we do Australia and Japan, this is where some changes have been made. Yeah. It's a short trip over to China, which returns. Yeah. We haven't been to China in years. So hopefully no. they'll have all of their COVID bits and pieces sorted so we can actually race uh, it, there. It should, it should, it um, should be done by now. It'd be yeah. nice to have Zhu at uh, his home race. But yeah. that's also good from a travel perspective as well. Mm. Um, but it, oh. but then yeah. from a travel no, perspective is it, is, it, is it good though because it's a two week break that's the thing you have to get all of these personnel yeah. back from Japan 
and then they come all the way places. back to China. This is this is the mm. thing. And then so I, I go, guess for some of them, like you said, the freight stuff, they'll move some stuff to China, mm. but the personnel will go back. Personnel so. will probably go back, but then yeah. they're going to Miami for one yeah. weekend and then back to Europe. Yeah, two weeks later. So this is well, what I, I, think, think, I think. I think that, that's that's done because America has three races. Yeah um which i which i understand uh i understand because it's a big country i think three is a bit much two will probably suffice but i i would i could almost you could almost argue that it would make sense to go to because they're going from from bahrain saudi so they're going from you know the middle east and then they're going to australia um and then up to japan you could even potentially argue that you could have from australia to Miami, to Japan, to China. That might actually work out slightly better. So again, I, I am very glad that I am not the one putting this timeline But together. I think, yeah, part of it's also, because obviously they go through the football stadium. Yeah. There's games on. Um, well, actually, no, the, the NFL season does end in around February, because that's when the Super Bowl is. But I'm sure there's, there's reasons. There's lots of reasons why this has got in. Yeah. yeah. So they go back to Europe. We've got Imola, Monica, Monaco. Then we head over to Canada yeah. and then come back to Europe. Yeah. And then there's all those European races, Italy. Mm. Then we've got Azerbaijan, which is good because that's in the European area. Yeah. And then we have the flyaways. So we've got Singapore, USA, Mexico, Brazil, Las Vegas, all in a similar area. And then finish off the, the Middle East. East. With Qatar and Abu Dhabi. Yep. Because so, obviously, I think as well, um, Abu Dhabi, like, uh, they pay money to be the final race of the season. I I believe that they have, like, yeah. a, a premium to have also, the last it, race it of the season. It is a bit of an event because it's the only day-to-night race. <clears throat> Excuse me, day-to-night race. Yeah, that is true. So. Um, but um, I've got no issues with the calendar other than it's 24 races. I was going to say that. It's a lot of races. And look, I, I'm sure we would all love to work in Formula One. Yeah. But 24 races traveling around, it's going to take its toll. I think it's... I still think that 21 races is perfect. I think so too, yeah. Um, I I know that obviously, you know, people want more races because they want more racing. Um, no, we also, I mean, look, also, I would we, love a race every week, but I mean, you know. this because it's 24, that it's very nearly every other weekend the whole yep. year. Um, which, yeah, I think that I just think it's a bit too much. Um, and I trust mean, me, look, we, we you, know you just went from Denmark to Silverstone, yeah, right, and did what you did over the race weekend. How mm. exhausted were you? I, I was reasonably tired as well, and you um, weren't even working. <laughs> no, I was, I was just sat there screaming. Um, yeah. so, um, but like for, for me as well, it's also important to remember, although we want more racing, they haven't announced where the sprint races are going to be. Um, so that's something to bear in mind that we don't know where the sprint races are. Um, so, but I would argue that keep the one Austria, and uh, I would actually add one in Japan because why not? Also, why not? could you make it kind of interesting and have a sprint race in Abu Dhabi? No. Why not? Because I don't want Max to win the championship or anyone to win the championship on the sprint race. True, but you know, I, I mean, I was going to say this. I hope the sprint races are towards the start of the season. And they don't do them towards the end because mm. how? Look, we all know Max. Yeah, we've spoken about this before, right? But how 
much of like how flat would it be if you win the championship on a sprint race? We kind of saw it happen last year when Max like, yeah, you've won the championship. Oh, have I? Yeah. Okay. Uh, have I really? More, uh, yeah. 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 It should be more of an event, more of a celebration. I don't want it to happen in the sprint weekend. Yeah, it's funny you mention that um, because apparently Red Bull have predicted that they will have the constructors wrapped up by Japan. Is it? Yeah. What does Sergio have to say about uh, that? I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but apparently they will, like that's their prediction is that they will have the constructors wrapped up by Japan. I mean, Max can do it on his own. He'd have the constructors yeah. wrapped up by Japan. So fuck <laughs> it, we don't need Sergio. Um, well, didn't they work it out? It's like Max can only if he's P two every single race he he, he would still win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't like know. Point lead. I don't know what the soonest time that he could actually win the championship is. I don't know. I mean, it'll all get worked out mathematically. Yeah, because there's so many different people in P2 and P3. But like, it's kind of hard. yeah, if yeah, but because of that, it'll probably be wrapped up a lot sooner. Than it's kind of think. a shame that the Dutch Grand Prix is as soon as it is. Because can you imagine him winning the championship in the Netherlands? Oh my god, that would be wild. Actually, he could win it in Belgium. He could. No, he could not win it in Belgium. That's the week before. Is it? Oh, yeah. I must have got mixed around. <laughs> um, I can see him winning it in in um, in Italy or Singapore. Italy would be uh, good, yeah, uh, with Monza, maybe. Um, but like, I yeah, I, I don't know. Either way, it's absolutely insane how how far ahead he actually is. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the 24 calendar. There's not really too much else to chat about, to be completely honest. Um, I still, like I said, I I would much rather it be that. Um, oh, something to actually uh, something else to bear in mind as well. Belgium is still on the calendar, even considering obviously what happened a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, it, they've gone that, rather quiet on that. I wish yeah, they've gone very that. quiet. They haven't said anything after yeah. obviously announcing the the death and having the. Did they have a moment of silence on the grid? I believe they did. Yeah. Um, but so it's very weird that they haven't really said anything about that. Um, but um, I was surprised to see Spa on the calendar for next year. Um, I know that obviously they're contracted for for next year as well, um, but especially with you know the twenty four races, I think that if they were to cut down to twenty one, I I can see Spa being one of the because Domenicali also um, talked about some races being in rotation, and I can see Spa being one of those races that is in in rotation. Um, in rotation with what other circuit? So. If you were to have like let's say four on rotation, I would no no but like if you like what would you rotate Spa with? So essentially, so so you would cut the season down. In my dream, you would cut the season down to twenty one races, and then you would take away four races from this calendar, and you wouldn't announce until like two weeks before what race was actually happening, and you'd have it like a wild card. So nobody really knows which track they're going to. And then all of us, or maybe like a month before, they're like, bam, we're going to Hungary. And that's the wild card of the season. So there are 20 confirmed races, and then there's one wild card just before the summer break. That could make things pretty interesting, because it could be any track. Like, they could suddenly go, you know what? We've teased Spain and Austria being one of these, but we're actually fucking off to Turkey. That's going to be the wild card this season. That would be a really cool way to fill yeah, out the calendar. You know, they, they set up these circuits I know, way, way but come they, they, on. They would know. They would know. Come on. It's a nice idea. It's a nice idea. Fuck's okay. sake. 
But right, I think that's enough chatting, to be completely honest with you. I think we've been chatting now so, yeah. for 59 minutes-ish. Um, um, so, so yeah. But um, very quickly, because I was, I was there, um, F2 was absolutely brilliant as well. Um, I saw Vesti win the sprint race, then obviously DNF in the actual race proper. Um, Doohan on the podium was also pretty good. Doohan was probably my... Um, my driver of the weekend in F2, he did very, very well. He's the Alpine-backed driver. Um, and the F- F3 was is, really uh, Duan, interesting as well. Is Duan Australian? Uh, Duan is Australian, yes. He is obviously so, the son. Australian Alpine-backed driver. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's the new Oscar. Um, <laughs> but obviously he is the son of Mick Duan, who is the motorbike champion. Um, and that uh, I, I can't remember or not whether or not I said this last week. But that is the the reason why that Mick Schumacher is called Mick Schumacher is because he is named after Mick Doohan. Um ah. because Michael and Mick were best friends for years. Oh, that's cool. So it's just quite a nice thing. Um, because essentially they played off of each other, like they trained together because also they weren't competitors, but they were within the same they were within motorsport so they used each other to learn like different bits and pieces and train together and stuff like that because it didn't matter because they were never ever going to compete together um and that's also how michael schumacher obviously started riding bikes after he finished his formula one career as well and it was influenced a bit by um by mick doing as well so just that's just some interesting cool. tidbits for you so yeah nice. but um but yeah so that was the British Grand Prix. I'm sure there were loads of other bits and pieces to chat about, um, but the most important thing was McLaren back on the podium. So our next episode, <laughs> <laughs> our next episode, we'll preview Hungary. We'll probably yes. have some more news around Daniel Ricciardo because yeah. he's doing his tire test as of the time we're recording on yeah. a Tuesday. Um, and it's Formula One. There's loads of stuff happening. But yeah, mm-hmm. thank you very much for listening. Do follow us on our socials wherever you listen to this podcast because we are uploading memes regularly and interacting with you regularly and we'd love all your feedback on what Come you and like, say hello. What you don't like. Just say hello. Jacob just wants to talk about his experience and he wants to tell everyone he That's can. That's not the... No. So just send him just... a DM and he would just give you like... a. I think Instagram has limits on voice notes, so you're probably going to get 50 of them. Ah, yeah. Uh, no, genuinely, come and have a chat because like, I think that that's one of the things like that we would really like to do is we want to build up uh, a yeah, really nice, lovely a community. Q- we'd, yeah, we'd love to do a QA. and a um, You have uh, fans a bit of questions. Oh, no, I don't want to come on fans. That's just weird. I don't like that. Do you know what we should uh, do? We should, we, should put out, we should put out some bits and pieces for next week's podcast and we should ask people for suggestions of their apex racing titled oh film. yeah that's a good one um, and we should just let people ask whatever they want to ask yeah that's good no we'd be good to have them submit questions we'd be good to get some of them on as well um i know yeah. i i have a friend who went to the singapore grand prix mm-hmm. who's happy to come along when we do our singapore episode and talk about his experience yeah um, but yeah, we're good to get people on. Yeah, we also have uh, we have a guest lined up uh, in the nearest future as well. That's going to be really cool. Um, yeah. I love who, our guest episodes. Yeah, guest episodes are always interesting. Um, and uh, we we do really, we need to set up another episode with the Fans Talk guys and also the I Give It F1 
uh, ladies yeah, as well. Yeah, I think, you know what? For IKBF1, we'll do it after Kota if they're available. Yeah, I think we should we'll do it after Kota, Kota, but I think that we also have, we have the, we have the summer break as well. So we have the opportunity yeah. to do something with them there. And also uh, listen to their podcasts, Fans Talk and IKBF. Yes, I give it F one. Please go well. and go and give a listen to both of those, uh, and also just go and listen to Coffee Corner, which is Terry's solo podcast as well. I I've been listening to that um, because he's he he's so good. He just is yeah, so he's good. He's a wealth of knowledge. Um, so. The guy is a walking encyclopedia who just also happens to know everything and anything that's going <laughs> on. It's mad. Um, but yeah, so please go and listen to to those three podcasts as well as our own. And if you have made it this far, which is one hour, three minutes and 11 <laughs> seconds through, what on earth are you doing? Please like and subscribe on whatever platform you are currently watching or listening to us on. But yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up and um, yep. say goodbye. Very, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you all next week for our hungry preview. I bet you're. Uh... Oh, there's some some hungry joke. Oh, I've completely ruined that. <laughs> for God's sake, keep that in. Keep that in. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everyone. God damn it. Uh...